Another week in the NFL season, another Detroit Sports Betters podcast. Bogey with you, of course. Uh, we'll get to Matt Koalas, who's been doing an unbelievable job of really doing full national breakdowns, finding some good areas, finding some value, ways to just simply make you guys money. Of course, the Detroit Sports Betters podcast uh, is presented by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, the best sports book that is out there, by the way. If you're going to find an app, you're going to use one, you're going to put money in, make sure it's DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, a lot, obviously, uh, that we can kind of break down and have some fun with going into uh, this incredible weekend of football. And we might as well just start with some Thursday night football. I know Matt has a full breakdown on the Detroit Sports Betters Facebook group. If you want to check that out, of course, make sure you're following Detroit Sports Betters on Twitter, uh, Instagram, the public Facebook page, the private group, everything. Matt, again, doing an excellent job of just running through as much info and trying to present a case for several different sides so that you can go in as informed and as educated as possible when you're laying your money out there on some of these games. Thursday night football, you got the Washington football team. I wish we could still call them their actual name, but it's the Washington football team, WFT, if you like, uh, taking on the New York Daniel Jones Giants. And look, Washington laying three and a half in this one. I get it. There's a lot of people out there that don't believe that, oh my God, how is Washington going to move forward without Fitz Magic? I, I understand it. He's on the IR. He's done. It's over. We're not going to witness the greatness of Fitz Magic the rest of this season. But guess what? There's more magic in that quarterback room. And his name is Taylor Heineke. Okay? In Heineke, we trust. People just seem to believe that Heineke's a nobody. He's not going to be able to go out there and just manage the offense and go out there and not turn the football over. That's exactly what he's going to do. He's not going to go wow you with arm strength and make these ridiculous throws and ridiculous plays. But guess what? Can he go out there and manage the offense with a heck of a lot of talent around him? Absolutely. Is that defense still simply fantastic? No question about it. Is the New York Giants offensive line a complete disaster? You betcha. Now, the only interesting thing here is Daniel Jones is actually undefeated against WFT uh, in his short career with New York. But Daniel Jones also 0-5 in primetime games as the Giants starting quarterback. Which one will ultimately end tonight? Which streak will end tonight? Give me WFT minus three, actually, right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. So uh, I'm all for it. I think WFT wins this one, and I think the New York Giants are just not a very good football team. Danny Jones, can we get some turnovers, please? That would be absolutely amazing. Obviously, a lot going on this weekend as well. Uh, Michigan and Michigan State both in action and Look, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on the Michigan one. They're laying 27 and a half at home against Northern Illinois. Rocky Lombardi, the former Michigan State quarterback, uh, now NIU's quarterback. And people seem to believe Rocky's going to come to town and he is going to have something to say against Michigan. I don't buy it for a second. If Michigan can do what they did this past week, which is just run the football down the gut of a really good Washington defense, yeah, I think they're going to do the same thing to Northern Illinois. I know it's a lot of points. I don't love it. I hate laying points with Michigan. But Michigan should – they should be up 28 nothing at halftime. They, ju- they absolutely should. I'm laying the 27.5. I don't love it. But that's the, the side that I would be on if I'm going to bet that absolutely horrific game. The other one to pay attention to, Michigan State on the road in Miami. 
taking on a Hurricanes team that, uh, well, they got shellacked week one against Alabama, and then they barely beat uh, Appalachian State last week. Michigan State, been incredibly impressive. Uh, just a dominant win over Northwestern in week one. Last week, just handling their business at home against, what, Youngstown State, I believe. Uh, that was an easy one to just lay the points 27 and a half, although Youngstown State actually scored late to make it. Uh, at least a little bit interesting. Michigan State won by, I think, 28 to cover the spread. But uh, with Miami, I'm sorry, I don't think they're a good football team. I don't. I know it's asking a lot for Michigan State to go down to the Miami Heat, South Beach. It's going to be something that Michigan State just hasn't dealt with. But MSU has playmakers on both sides of the ball. Clearly, they have a running game that I think is going to benefit Peyton Thorne this entire season. Uh, absolutely love what they're doing on the ground. You're going to give me six and a half points with MSU. I'd love seven. I'm not going to lie. I'd love seven. But I don't buy that Miami is actually a good football team. I will take the points uh, with MSU in that game. But, again, do whatever you want to do. Have some fun with it. Let's hope that both teams can just go out and get some wins. And let's build up some hype for what is what should be an incredible Michigan-Michigan State showdown uh, later this season. Uh, some other games, obviously, to pay attention to. Uh, in the NFL, I'll focus on the local one here just because uh, a lot of people very intrigued by your Detroit football Lions. I don't understand it at all. I think they're a terrible football team. I don't think they're going to do anything. And I think the Lions are running into a buzzsaw because the Packers were embarrassed in week one uh, against the Saints. I got to believe Aaron Rodgers, unless Aaron Rodgers is literally going out there and just throwing this season from Green Bay because he's so pissed off uh, at everything that the organization has done to him. I got to believe the Packers are going to go out there and absolutely smack the Lions around. They just are. Now, the Packers opened up as a 10-point favorite. It's now out to 11.5. I think Vegas is begging you to just simply take the Lions, and I'm not buying it. I, I think the Packers come out motivated. I think they look like a different football team. And I think the Lions continue to, unfortunately, sorry guys, show their ass because they're not a good football team. They just don't have any talent. And they have to make some significant upgrades uh, all across the board because Bob Quinn basically spent, what, four years drafting nobodies, drafting guys that aren't going to be making, making an impact for the Lions for many years to come. Uh, <clears throat> and look, I feel bad that Jeff Okuda you know, had the Achilles thing. He's out for the year. Absolutely awful. But that was a horrendous pick the moment that the Lions took Jeff Okuda at number three, and it will continue to be a horrendous pick till the end of time. But, uh, yeah, Packers by a million. Uh, lay the points. I don't care if it's 13. I'm taking the Packers. I think they're absolutely going to murder uh, the Lions on Monday Night Football. Yeah, you get a, a national spectacle as well, so the Lions can get embarrassed uh, on Monday Night Football. That's tremendous. Uh, a few other games that at least stand out uh, to me as far as the NFL Sunday is concerned. Uh, and, again, if you're betting, Bet with DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, the best uh, betting app that you can find out there. If you're going to trust somebody with your money and your betting expertise, make sure it's DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, one line that really, really stands out to me, uh, Cleveland laying 13. Now it's down to 12 and a half against the Houston Texans. Um, clearly, somebody is begging you to take Houston. Now, I know yeah, Cleveland looked, I thought, really good in week one. They battled. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it's a ton of points. I get it. Normally, I'd be like, oh, my God, I got to take the 13. I got to take 12 and a half and just close my eyes and hope that Houston can keep it close. That's a ton of points to be out there. 
I, I think it's too easy. I think it's a trap. I think they're hoping that people just take Houston the points. I think the Browns roll in that one. And I don't love laying that many points, especially uh, in an NFL football game. Uh, another line to me that kind of stands out, a very intriguing one, the L.A. Rams open up laying one and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. Why are the Rams only laying one and a half to open up against the Indianapolis Colts who lost in week one? Think about it. It seems too good to be true. I know the line is out to three and a half. I'm taking the Colts plus three and a half all day, every day. That was a weird line the moment that it came out. Matthew Stafford looked terrific in week one. The Rams overall looked pretty good in week one, but a weird first half kind of kept the Bears in it. If the Bears had any semblance of an offense, that might have been a little bit better of a football game. On line alone, I'm taking the Colts with the points plus three and a half in that football game. Uh, Want to make sure that we at least get to one more here that just kind of stands out, and I would use the same logic that I used just a second ago. The New Orleans Saints open up as two-point favorites against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Why are they only two-point favorites to open up? It's out to three and a half now, so clearly people are, are jumping to the side of the Saints. I think you're falling for it again. I think it's the, you know, we're putting the football down. You're getting ready to kick the field goal. Charlie Brown, whoop you're going to pull that football right back and fall on your butt. I go Panthers based on line alone. Take the three and a half with Carolina. New Orleans went out. It was easy street. They crushed, beat the Packers 38 to three. I don't think they're going to have the same uh, luck this week. I think the Panthers rise up and get that win. And again, that's simply based on the line alone. And another one, I'll give you one more. We'll do a little bonus here. Okay. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens. At home against the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night football, Chiefs open up as a one-point favorite in this game. Why were they only a one-point favorite in that football game? I get it. Baltimore battled in week one. They ultimately ended up falling short uh, against the Raiders. That line out to three and a half now, so clearly people are just saying, oh, give me the point, or or, give me KC. Of course Patrick Mahomes is going to win that game. To me, I go Baltimore plus three and a half. Take the points. I got to believe the Ravens are going to rise up on Sunday Night Football. Atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric. Uh, Just a weird line to me. I think the Chiefs should have opened up as like a three-point favorite. Why is it only one? People now betting it up like crazy. Just an interesting line. Give me the Ravens plus three and a half. I think Lamar Jackson and Baltimore uh, get back involved and bounce back after a disappointing uh, week one loss. But either way, look. For all the content, for everything you want, all betting, breaking down every single college football slate, NFL slate, going to be a really exciting fall. If you're not on the Detroit Sports Betters Facebook group, get involved now. If you're not paying attention to the articles, if you're not following everything that we're doing on Twitter, Detroit Sports Betters on Twitter as well, make sure you guys do. Football season is going to be absolutely huge for this. As always, huge thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being uh, our presenting sponsor of the Detroit Sportsbook Facebook group, and of course, this podcast alone. With that, I'm going to turn it over to our buddy, Matt Kowalis, who's been killing it for the Detroit Sports Betters. Take it away, Matt. What's up, Detroit Sports Betters, and welcome back to another edition of the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. I am Matt Kowalis from Detroit Sports Betters, and week two is officially upon us. But 
Before I get into that, just a quick word in regards to our proud partner in DraftKings Sportsbook. Because right now, if you are a new listener to the podcast and you're new to sports gambling in general, I can't recommend DraftKings Sportsbook enough. Because if you sign up right now using the code DSB, you can bet $1 on any game of your choosing and get $200 instantly put into your account. Boom. Easy as that using the code DSB. Get into the NFL game, get into the college game, whatever game you want, you know, because in Detroit sports betters, we have the group on Facebook, we have the Twitter, we have the Discord, the Instagram. We're going to get that YouTube channel going even more because we do have a interview scheduled with uh, UFC champion Brandon Moreno, who just announced his next fight. They're doing a trilogy with Davison Figueredo. If you are UFC fans, you are definitely going to want to see that interview. That's a, an in-person interview in Las Vegas and the YouTube channel, Detroit Sports Betters. I'm going to be doing interviews on it. Mike Sullivan's going to be doing interviews on it. Kyle Bogenschutz is going to be doing interviews on it. And we're going to start doing athlete interviews across the United States. So we're really trying to broaden this company even more from just the Facebook page that it started as. And again, I can't shout out the, the listeners enough. I can't shout out the group members enough because we were just featured in the Play Michigan, uh, on a Play Michigan article. It's a website where they focus on sports gambling and Michigan sports gambling and stuff like that. And it was really cool to have the Detroit Sports Betters group featured in that. And, you know, me, Mike, and Kyle were all mentioned in that. And that's really more than anything, a shout out to the Detroit Sports Betters group, the group members. And because like I said in the last podcast, I really do believe we have the best group on, on the internet. You know, we're positive. This page is clean. We have good information. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a great atmosphere. You know, you can get picks, opinions, plays. And it's even, I guess, a way for people to try and make a name for themselves. You know, if you if you get on a hot streak and you're posting your plays and you have good reasoning behind it, you know, people are going to listen. This is a well-educated group. Um, but, man, how how much better does everyone feel now that football is back? Literally, it's like you you wake up and you just feel different. For me, it's Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. I'm a huge NFL guy. Unless Michigan is playing, Michigan is my – one college team I love what like it's just tough because I dive so hard into the NFL it's hard for me to do both and take in all that information just because I really do pay close attention to the NFL each week and if I'm being honest Michigan just rips my goddamn heart out and steps on it year after year after year and it gets tough it gets tough hopefully this year is different you know I was I was that kid growing up who had season tickets to the University of Michigan um, back in the good old days the good old days with like Chad Henney and John Navarre and those guys who could just, they always had someone who could stretch the field. And, you know, I don't know where that went. It's not even West coast anymore. It's just like run, run, run. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But again, we're here to talk some NFL. Um, and let's, let's go over NFL week one real quick, because we had some good plays and we had some bad plays. For instance, my Houston and Jacksonville undercall the under 46, that was, that might go down as one of the worst, worst plays I've ever put out um, because that blew up in my face. And again, that shows that week one sometimes is when you just need to take a seat at some games, take some notes and, you know, uh, try and break down what these teams look like and what they're doing different. I don't know, like Jacksonville and the Houston Texans, like that's tough. You can't really take that much away from that. Tyrod Taylor was looking like John Elway out there. It was absurd. 
It was just it was just ridiculous in that game. The the over hit in the third quarter. I looked like an idiot, but that's what gambling is sometimes. You know, if you're gonna post your picks out, if you're putting your picks out there now and then, you're gonna look like an idiot. And everyone who's gambled has looked like an idiot at some point. You know, and uh, I was even I was actually even getting trolled by some some of those people on Twitter who don't have like the profile picture and they like have like two people following them. Like, it is funny. You always wonder like. Is it like some fat ass in the basement, just like so bored out of his mind? Or is it like the coworker who sits across me from me or you? You know, you never know. You never know. But yeah, that was a terrible pick. And uh, what's another? Oh, Washington. Washington wasn't really a terrible pick. It's just Ryan Fitzpatrick went down and Heineke is a, he's a very capable backup. And they're probably similar in talent levels, but their skill sets are different. You know, Fitzpatrick is better in different areas than Heineke is. Heineke moves, well, Fitz moves all right, but Heineke, I would say, is a little more accurate underneath. Uh, you know, the quick slants, his timing sometimes can be better than Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick stretches the field very well. He's good at post routes, he's good at streak routes, you know, and he's just got this aura about him that can will a team to victory sometimes. So that one hurt. That one hurt. He's out six to eight weeks. I felt like that changed uh, the dynamic of that game. And it might change the dynamic of the next six to eight weeks. But, you know, I still have Washington in that division. That division is not very good. You know, the Cowboys look pretty solid. But who knows? Again, it's week one. We need to take this in. We need to digest this for a little bit. What you're seeing, take your notes, put it in your back pocket, and look for those specific plays that you love. And speaking of plays that we loved last week, you guys know how I was about the Bengals. The Bengals were my squad. I have them projected four wins higher than the books did. And this was one that they didn't, they didn't think they would win. I, I, you know, I will admit I didn't take a money line or anything like that. I took the the plus 3.5. I love having the hook. I love having that 0.5, but I did have them in my, like my weekly pickums and stuff like that. You know, it's not as risky. But, you know, it was a big win for Cincy, and I think the Vikings are solid. I really do. So I, I like that. They're going to the Bears this uh, this week. You know, if that gets to three again, it's at 2.5 right now, I'll be all over it again. You know, you can always tease it, too, and give yourself a half point or a full point, whatever you prefer. But, um, again, another play that we had was the Seattle and uh, Seattle Seahawks and Indianapolis Colts under. That went great. Uh, Indy looked pretty rough there, so that wasn't good. Um, but yeah, those were some of the plays that we hit on definitely last week. Panthers minus four minus 3.5. Can't recall, you know, cause that's one thing that we need to talk about too, is how lines are subject to change and why they change. You know, I would assume a lot of people listening to this podcast understand why lines change and that, you know, when the lines come out or when you need to pounce on them early, because sometimes that's when you're going to get the best value before the line moves, you know, lions and green Bay that came out at plus 11. It's already at 11.5, you know, because people have been taking green Bay at minus 11. So that's the money will shift it. You know, if a lot of people are taking the lions at plus 11, it's going to go to plus 10.5. And the same story is for the over under the same story is for player props. Okay. So you've got to keep that in mind when the lines come out, I'm telling you jump on them, at least evaluate it. Like, I get it. If you're one of those people who just like turn on the TV every Sunday and you're like, hey, I want to place a bet. I get that. Like, there's not much strategy into it. You're just trying to enhance a game a little bit because 
the honest to God truth is games are better when you have a little money on it or you have something to risk, like your fantasy football team, a pick them, you know, whatever. It just, it is, they're just better, you know? But also one thing that I wanted to say was on Twitter, on Twitter. Well, and, and we did talk about like T Higgins. We talked about Jamar Chase. We talked about a lot of the Bengals players like T Higgins did score, but I did post on Twitter saying, Hey, I love the T Higgins anytime score. I took it. I posted it beforehand. Then T Higgins went out and scored, you know, so that was posted on there as well. So I'm giving out different plays than just over unders spreads. I will do some player props. I'm doing a lot of anytime scores because another one I gave out on Twitter was Tyson Williams of the Baltimore Ravens. That was plus 150. He scored on the first drive, just like T Higgins did. So it was kind of beautiful. And, uh, you know, it's just evaluating a situation. Tyson Williams was the uh, backup running back to Gus Edwards, who went down with the ACL after J.K. Downs went down with, I don't know if his was an ACL or what, but two season-ending injuries. And Tyson Williams was someone who was already part of the Ravens. You know, they bring in these Devonta Freeman. They bring in this Le'Veon Bell, uh, Latavius Murray. You know, I don't know. Everyone in my – like a lot of my fantasy – League people are like, oh, I'm picking up Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman. To me, there's just no value there. What are you going to do with you, those guys? They don't even know the offense. They're on the practice squad. Tyson Williams is a six foot, 220 pound running back. You know, I would say him and Latavius Murray will more than likely be a split carry going forward. Um, but I still believe the value is with Tyson Williams. You know, Latavius Murray could steal some goal line work, he definitely stole some carries from him in week one, which to me, I did not expect that. I would think they would give it to the young guy, the the guy who knows the offense already, but I guess not. So again, that's going to be an interesting, interesting thing to watch going forward in fantasy football. I do not like timeshares. I try and stay away from timeshares as much as possible, unless it's like a, a Chubb and Kareem hunt, but that is so, so value or so, uh, so rare so rare to have like a Kareem Hunt and a Nick Chubb where you can, you can potentially play both running backs on the same fantasy squad, like, or a Maurice Jones drew and a Fred Taylor back in the day, you know, or um, man, what was the other ones? Was it Ronnie Bell and Cadillac Williams? Oh no, that was at Auburn. Um, anyways, you get my point. <laughs> you get my point. So uh, before I get into today's picks, plays, opinions, everything like that, I believe, I'm just going to go over the, the same structure as last time. We're going to touch on the Thursday night football matchup because that is what's closest. That'll be first. We're always going to touch on the Lions because that is the home squad. And we just got to do it. We got to talk about our lines. And then from there, we're going to go into some picks that I like and maybe some games that I want to feature, like the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens, because how can you not talk about that? Now, a little background, you know, because we were featured on the uh, – Play Michigan website. They did an article about Detroit sports writers, myself, Mike Sullivan, and Kyle Bogenschutz. And again, shout out all the listeners, shout out all the members within Detroit sports writers because we don't get featured in anything like that. We don't get to do like the FanDuel Sportsbook show and all this cool stuff without the group that we have and the people within it because we have such a positive group. We have a very knowledgeable group. And again, everyone comes together to keep that page clean. There are no people advertising for picks anymore. You know, people post their YouTube channels and shit like that. I really, that really doesn't bother me so much. Um, it's just that people are trying to solicit and advertise. And, you know, like a people, especially people who just come in immediately and try and do it. Don't even try and get to know the people within the group, you know, 
And uh, so it's really cool. And today I got to drop off the um, Steve Eisman jersey to Charlie Rewald, I believe it was. I don't know if I'm saying the last name correct. But again, it's cool to get out and do these giveaways with people within the group. I got to meet Charlie, talk with him for a little while. And, you know, it's just, I'm sure this is exactly how a lot of the people are in the group. Just good blue collared people, maybe, you know, maybe some rich people too, who love to gamble, you know, rich people love to gamble too. But, you know, it's like from, from where I grew up, it's just Livonia, Michigan, you know, blue collared family. Everyone I know is blue collared and we just love to, you know, drink a little bit on the weekends and gamble on some football. And I think that's what a lot of America is about. I think that's what a lot of Michigan's about. And that's what makes this group fucking awesome. So, but before I get into that, um, again, you know, shout you guys out, but for the new listeners and stuff like that, the little background about me is I was doing DFS on a pro level. Um, I was part of a team. I was part of an NBA team. I will say that, but same things, you know, same uh, strategies, same concepts do coincide with the NFL. So that's kind of how I've made the transfer. And once Michigan gambling opened up everything, I kind of switched to spreads over unders player props, but that's also why I target touchdowns. That's also why I target receptions and you'll see me mix it up a lot throughout the year. And I just want to say, too, that this is not financial advice. I am not telling you to take these picks. I am not a shark. I'm not a Vegas expert. Again, like I said, I'm a blue collar kid from not a kid anymore. I'm 30, but <laughs> was a blue collar kid from Livonia, Michigan. And I just love the NFL. Uh, last year, I finished at 61%. And I left my DFS squad to start doing Detroit sports betters, you know. And uh, right now, I am three and four to start the year. But again, I give out props, I give out touchdown scores. So it's a little, it's a little different. Okay. But getting into week two, we're going to start talking about the Thursday night football matchup, which is the New York football giants against the Washington football team. The Washington football team comes into this at minus 3.5 and the over under comes in at 40.5. You know, I've actually heard some to me, I don't know. Someone told me the guys on nine. I don't listen to nine, seven, one, but some, someone told me the nine, seven, one ticket guys love the giants and love the over. And I am polar opposite, polar opposite. Oh my God. How could you say the over? I mean, watch, watch the, watch the overhead now, but where, where are, where is anyone seeing the over here? The giants have a struggling offensive line. They have Daniel Jones. They're going against one of the top defensive lines in all of football. You know, Saquon Barkley loves Saquon, want him to get back to form, but it might take time. So without that run game, they're going to be depending on their kind of shit pass game with Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, um, it's not, you know, do they even throw it to Evan Ingram anymore? I don't know. You know, uh, so Slayton, there is Slayton, you know, I, man, I just don't see many points being scored in this game. And then on the other side, you got Heineke, Taylor Heineke, you know, you got Antonio Gibson, who I love Antonio Gibson, but the Giants defense is not that bad. They really, they're really not, um, and Washington is struggling to score right now. I think they scored 16 points. Uh, last week against the LA Chargers. So that's a, you know, solid defense, solid team overall, you know, probably a playoff team right there. And the Giants are not. But again, this offense is struggling. The Giants are struggling. I could see this going a number of ways. It could be a 24 10, it could be a 24 13. I don't, this is basically saying that both teams scored three touchdowns. You mean to tell me 
that you think the Washington football team is going to score three touchdowns and the Giants are going to score three touchdowns as well? I don't know. To me, this has a 2017 written all over it. This is a 21-17. I'd be shocked if it was like a 21-20 or something like that. I think there's going to be turnovers in this game. Daniel Jones has averaged nearly a turnover per game his entire career. Yes, turnovers can mean points, but turnovers can also mean long drives that amount to nothing in uh, in the opponent's field of play. You know, so then you're wasting more time on the clock. And guys, one thing I want to point out too is because I said for the Monday night football matchup, the uh, the Ravens and the Raiders. Okay, I said the under there, and a lot of the time when you're watching the game, like the under almost looked like a lock, like it looked like it was locked up until Lamar Jackson fumbled, and then the Raiders went down and scored, and then it went to overtime. You know, but. Look at that cash out option too. Like I know sometimes you might regret it and you don't even want to mess with it, but there are sometimes it, it can be valuable because I put 75 bucks on that under and it got up to $118 for the cash out. Like that's how locked that under was. And I was like, no, no, this is good. This is good. And then sure as shit, Lamar Jackson fumbles. I went and I looked at that cash out option. It was gone. So lost that bet, you know, so it is something to think about too. They do give you that option and sometimes you can take advantage of it. So just something to say, but again, with that Thursday night football matchup, Washington is the more talented team across the board. They're more talented defensively. I still think they're more talented offensively. You know, Heineke is a capable backup. He still can beat the giants for sure. You know, my pick would be Washington. I wouldn't say the three and a half. Again, if there's a 0.5 attached to it, a lot of the times I won't mess with it unless I'm the one getting the 0.5. If anything, I would maybe involve this in a teaser of some sort. Um, And you can can take it down to a minus one, a minus 1.5, something like that. But again, if you're trying to like, if you're trying to tease a play, just go to something else half the time. Like if you don't like it, just, just move along. You know, so that's my that's my take on the Thursday night football matchup. I like the under better than anything. And this is even a game I don't even want to touch with player props. Where would you even go with player props? I guess Terry McLaurin, because there's just no one else or or Logan Thomas, the Logan Thomas receptions or anytime score. I that would probably be a solid bet. Other than that, you know, I don't want anyone on the Giants. So kind of just a pass for me. I'll watch it. You know, I think there are a lot of red flags with the Giants. I don't think. No, I don't think they win this game. I really don't. But anyways, moving on, that's kind of a a snooze fest. Anyways, my favorite play, my favorite play on the entire slate is actually a wide receiver reception prop. And it's with Allen Robinson. And I'll tell you why, because it's Allen Robinson over 5.5 receptions. I got it at minus 110 last night. And I looked just, so I just looked before starting the podcast. And now the Allen Robinson over 5.5 receptions is at minus 130 and 35 on DraftKings Sportsbook. So it's moved a lot. I'm not the only one who likes this bet. And the reason people like this bet is because the Chicago Bears are at home against the Cincinnati Bengals, favored by 2.5 points. But last week, the Minnesota Vikings obviously played the Cincinnati Bengals in a losing effort. But Adam Thielen had nine receptions and Justin Jefferson had five receptions. You know, Justin, he was targeted, I believe, nine times. So they were just a little off. 
he easily could have gotten that over 5.5. I don't know what his prop was, but the point of this is who is the one, two for the bears. There is no one, two, there is no one, two it's Allen Robinson and Allen Robinson own only. I like Darnell Mooney. Um, it's good to see, what is it? Marquise Goodwin. I believe he's the slot or maybe even the number two. It's good to see him back and catching some balls. You know, he screwed me on a lot of fantasy picks in years past. So whatever, do your thing. But Allen Robinson is that guy. He should see 10 plus targets. I get Andy Dalton sucks, but again, they generally get Allen Robinson going early. They, they'll run quick stop routes. They'll run quick screen, uh, just quick outs to him. You know, a little bit of everything. They just want to get Allen Robinson going. He's a huge part of their offense. And I also like him as an anytime touchdown scorer. I did not look at that, but I thought the over recept 5.5 receptions is a great play against an average pass defense in the Cincinnati Bengals. But shout out the Bengals. Okay, moving on. This is a play. This is a spread play that I actually like, and I like another play with it. And this is the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? And I know a lot of people are like, didn't I hear you talk shit about the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier? Yes, you did, okay? I admit it. I'm probably wrong on that one. But you got to take a stance sometimes, and that's how I felt, all right? So, you know, they went out and beat Buffalo early on. That was a, that was a good win. Um, it was a special teams win, which I didn't – you know, just like the Bills, it probably caught them a little off guard. And that just shows how many different ways the Steelers can win. And now they now they go against the Las Vegas Raiders. And this is a 5.5 spread. I think the Steelers cover that no problem. And I'll tell you why here, too. For one, Las Vegas just played an overtime game, a highly emotional season opener at home in Las Vegas, where you can't tell me that crowd didn't have a huge factor in that game when they beat the Ravens in that comeback. And they still went down 14 points. Do I think the Steelers can go up 14? Probably not. I don't think they have they have the offense to do it. But I'll tell you what, they have a better defense than the Ravens. They're going to be able to get after it. And the, only, the Ravens have a lot of injuries. They're normally not that bad. Their secondary is extremely banged up. But the Steelers are feeling good. And TJ Watt just got that new contract. Oh, man, he is going to be coming for Derek Carr. And again, if you, Derek Carr, my God, he is a deer in headlights. I don't know how that dude ended up with 420 yards. Well, overtime and a couple of deep balls, but it, it's crazy, man. Like he only looks at Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro half the time, you know? And if you do that to the Steelers, they're going to eat you alive. That's just, that's just how they are. A lot of people have tweeted, tweeted at me saying I was wrong about the Steelers pick and because of Mike Tomlin. And yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think the Mike Tomlin thing is a huge difference. Uh, looking at the play calling against the bills, he was, he runs gadget plays this and that, you know, he takes it upon himself to try and get his team over that hump. And I don't think enough coaches do that. He he's using his mind. It's, it's not just, you know, talk on a mic or some shit like that. Like he's actually doing X's and O's. There's a lot of strategy to what he's doing and you know, it hats off to him. Hats off to him. Last week was a really big win. And I don't think the Raiders are going to score many points. I don't think they're going to score more than 17 points if I'm being honest. So I see this more as like a 24, 17. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of 27, 17, somewhere along those lines. You know, the Raiders, again, they're coming from Las Vegas, flying across the country to Pittsburgh on a shortened week due to Monday Night Football, and it went to overtime. They're just not in a great spot. 
their offensive line is beat to hell. So they're, I think in one position, they've lost their one first, second, and third string. So their offensive line is in terrible, terrible shape. And again, this is, this is the Steelers. It's a, it's a different environment. They're going on the road now. You can't, you can't tell me that team wouldn't have crumbled if they went down 14 nothing in Baltimore. You know, this is just going to be different. So another play that I love with that is the under. Like, as you can see, I said 27-17. I said uh, 24-17. I don't think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. It's even tough for me to say the Steelers are going to go out and get 27. You know, that's another team. They have a bad offensive line. They have a great defense and a bad offensive line. What does that generally mean? Not a lot of points. Not a lot of points. And another thing I'll say, too, is uh, you could look at the first half under. You could look at the first quarter under because I think this is going to be a game that starts very slow, very slow on both ends. Moving on to the next one, and this next one is its a team that somewhat surprised me. I'm glad I decided to stay away from that game. It was kind of one I decided to sit out on, and that was last week's, uh, it was the Tennessee Titans at home against the Arizona Cardinals, and the Arizona Cardinals went out and just, man, they beat the hell out of the Titans. They looked great. DeAndre Hopkins looked great. Kyler Murray looked great, and I think he could definitely be a sleeper uh, MVP pick coming he could he could rise through the ranks you know um Jameis shined a lot in week one but I mean it's just impossible to keep that going you are going to regress when you throw that many touchdowns in week one you don't even hit 200 yards passing but I like the Cardinals minus 3.5 here it's tough for me again I hate 0.5s I hate 0.5s for me I'll generally buy the point the half point or something like that but again I thought I thought they looked great and the Vikings looked rough. The Cardinals are just as good, if not better, than the Bengals. And I'm probably being a little biased there. And Chandler Jones, you know, he was someone who was out the year prior. And he looked great. Obviously, he looked great. He had five sacks on Taylor Lewan, who is a sick offensive tackle. So, you know, if you're getting that type of pressure on the quarterback and you're, at, you're able to do it at a constant level, you're going to win a lot of football games. You know, they have J.J. Watt as well. So, Let's see. This could be an interesting Cardinals team. I like them to go out and beat the Minnesota Vikings by more than 3.5 points. Uh, unfortunately, like I would like to see, I don't know why I feel weird about the Vikings not doing. I, I would, I would actually rather them do good. Cause I mean, maybe cause I have Dalvin cook. I like Justin Jefferson Thielen. man, dude, I expect him to regress so bad. And he went out and had a huge week one. It just, I, I hate when players prove, prove me wrong too. Um, do you remember Thomas Jones from the New York Jets back in the day? I had the biggest grudge against him for so long because I was one of the top 100 Madden players in the world for probably like 10 years almost. And I was playing the number one player in the world. Go down, all the way down the field, one yard line. Thomas Jones fumbles. The dude takes it, picks it up, goes for a touchdown, and he beats me 45-7. to seven. And I asked him to play again. He said he would and then never got back on. So I hated Thomas Jones for life. So just quick story for you, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, once players do me wrong, I'm done with them. So Cardinals minus 3.5. That's one that I like. And lastly, this isn't one that I, like, I kind of go back and forth on this one. And this is the Kansas city chiefs against the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens are at home. They came off that heartbreaker against the Raiders and man, it is a tough spot against the chiefs. 
And I'll tell you what, because there are a lot of sharks out there who are all over the Chiefs on this one. This is minus 105 on DraftKings Sportsbook. So you could afford to buy that half point if you like the Chiefs here. And it is tough for me not to get down with it just because, like, look at what Henry Ruggs did against the Ravens last week. You know, Jimmy Smith should be back. Marlon Humphrey was getting roasted by Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. So not like that matters. But if Henry Ruggs was doing that at the end of the game, running those routes, and he was wide open, he, he ran a streak route down the middle in the first quarter and was wide open. Darren Waller, same thing. And Derek Carr, again, just a deer in headlights. Patty Mahomes is not a deer in headlights. He knows what to do. He know he knows how to go over his reads, go through his progressions. And Tyreek Hill, I man, what did he have week one? Like 10 for 196 and a touchdown? I, I think he could do something similar here. They just don't have players who can keep up with him, or they're going to play everything in front of them football and just play a prevent defense almost, which is, I don't know. Because, like, for me, I'm always like the, the team that has its back against the wall is always the most dangerous. They will do things that you do not expect. But the Kansas City Chiefs are also a, like a, a once-in-a-lifetime team. Like, the only team that I've watched that I guess is, like, comparable to this is, you know, Tom Brady and the Randy Moss with the Dante Stallworth. You know, those guys, um, the Wes Welker, the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce you know, Ricky Prohl, this Chiefs team is great. This Chiefs team is great. And like everything for me is like, Ooh, a team of back against the wall, getting three and a half at home live crowd. But again, the chiefs had a better, have a better defense than the Raiders and a better offense than the Raiders. So, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with the Sharks. I don't know if this is one I'm going to be betting. Again, I expect a big game out of Tyreek Hill. That's not something I checked out. But if you want to check that out for yourself, feel free, because I do think Tyreek Hill is once again in another very good spot. So to close things out, of course, we have to go over the hometown team, the Detroit Lions, where right now, you know, they are on Monday Night Football going against the Green Bay Packers, where what the hell were the Green Bay Packers doing? Someone tell me. I mean, they blew it for me. I had the over in that game. You know, the Saints did their part. All you guys had to do was get 17. You got three. Aaron Rodgers, man. I mean, come on. I don't, Aaron Rodgers can only blame people for so long. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers is incredibly talented. Until Patty Mahomes, I said he was the most talented quarterback. Talent is different than greatness. Okay, I, was, I think Brady is the GOAT. Not even close. But before I saw Patty Mahomes, I said Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback I've ever watched. He can just make throws that no one else can make un until Patty came along. But I don't know what his deal is. You know, you have Devontae Adams, you have Aaron Jones, you have Robert Tanya. They went out and got Randall Cobb like you wanted, like, which I didn't really understand that. They have Alan Lazard. So I don't know, man. Like, that's brutal. The Saints defense is not that good. And it just looked like he just like he didn't care. So I don't know. The whole thing is really weird. The Lions are at, they started at plus 11. They're at 11 and a half. This might be one that you can let run till kickoff because people are going to be expecting the Green Bay bounce back. For me, again, it's not one that I'm really going to be all over. I think the Lions showed some good things. You know, Jamal Williams has the revenge narrative there against the Green Bay Packers. I expect him to run hard. 
I expect Swift to run hard. He showed last week that he is an absolute problem in the open field. Hawkinson, you know, had a ton of receptions, a ton of yards. I believe he scored as well. And if you paid attention, if the listeners paid attention to the breakdowns leading up to this, we called all of that, especially Hawk and Swift, because they're going to be getting garbage time. They're going to be getting garbage time receptions, garbage time yards, and a little bit of everything, you know, and they proved that. And that's why we took them in fantasy. That's why Hawk was valuable in PPR fantasy or 0.5 fantasy, you know. But for this one, again, it's a game I'm staying away from after after week one like what are you going to tell me about this you you saw a green bay team put up three points yeah their backs are against the wall a little bit they should come out swinging but again they put up three against the saints every time they came out for a drive i was kind of like okay this is the one okay this is the one no 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 no. this is the one and it just never happened it never happened so it's tough to take anything away from that it was at a neutral field too so i guess being in green bay would be a little different getting that crowd behind him um you know aaron Rodgers can be nonchalant on a neutral field and act like he doesn't care it's a different story if you do it in green bay you know those fans are so loyal very similar to detroit fans you know where they're just do or die with their squad and i guess in a way if you uh if you insult the game, if you insult the Green Bay Packers, the fans aren't going to be down with you. So Aaron Rodgers needs to go out and he needs to he needs to put on a show. And uh, so if anything with this game, if anything, I, I would tease it and I would go the Lions side, actually, maybe to 14 or maybe to 14 and a half, because I did go over everything that I talked about on today's podcast, which was the Steelers minus 5.5. I didn't include that under, so you could include that. The Steelers minus 5.5, Cardinals minus 3.5, Chiefs minus 3.5, and Lions plus 11 and a half. Uh, if you tease that and you take the Lions up to 14, the Chiefs down to two and a half, the Cardinals to two and a half, and then the Steelers, I think I took it to three. I believe it was three, but you still get 10 to one odds on those teasers. So you need to look at those alternative lines. And that's, that's one thing that I like to do as well. If I'm indifferent on a game, um, again, if, or if I'm depending on the hook or not with the hook is the 0.5, you know, I'll, I'll just tease it. And, you know, it, it makes me feel a little better, a little safer. So you always do have that option. And my goodness, if you tease the Steelers and the Raiders up to 50 or 51, I do if that went over, my goodness, especially on a shortened week by the Raiders traveling across the country, that's tough. And you got to think that affects the players. It, it really does. So again, going over my picks for this week, uh, my favorite pick again is the Allen Robinson over 5.5 receptions. You know, uh, that's at one, minus 135 on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. I got it at minus 110. So I'm definitely not the only one who loves this. He should be a target monster against the Bengals. And even with Andy Dalton uh, or, or hopefully Fields will get some more snaps. I think he's going to get a lot of targets and has potential to hit eight receptions, nine receptions, 10 receptions in this game. So from there, we have the Steelers minus 5.5. Uh, we have the under 47 in that one. We have Cardinals minus three and a half. Uh, minus 110 on DraftKings Sportsbook. We have the Chiefs, minus 3.5, minus 105 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And then if anything with the Lions, I would tease it up to plus 14 or something like that. But we got to talk about the home dog as always. 
as always, thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning into the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. Thank you for being a member of Detroit Sports Betters. If you are not subscribed to the podcast, please do so. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you would leave us a review of how we've helped or what we can do, or if there's anything you would like us to go over, please do that as well. We would greatly appreciate it. Detroit Sports Betters is coming out with a website where we are going to keep all of our articles. We're going to have a library uh, for all of our competitions. We are going to keep live standings on the website. So, and we are coming out with apparel and even some koozies. So we're going to come out with some like Detroit Sports Betters koozies where I better see some people with some Coppercraft whiskey canned cocktails in those koozies because actually why I'm recording this podcast on a Wednesday. Yeah, you say do do Wednesday anyways, but going on a buddy's uh, bachelor party this weekend where I will be loaded up on Coppercraft whiskey, which again, my article will probably be posted tonight. For the Thursday night football matchup, which is it's Wednesday right now. Um, and then I'm going to, oh man, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for Sunday just yet. If I'm going to be able to have an article out or not, you may have to depend on the podcast this week. I a hundred percent will hit Monday night football. You can always expect Thursday night football, Monday night football, but going to Traverse city. And I don't know if I'll have access to a computer. And again, like lines change throughout the week. I need to be typing it's on Saturday night or Sunday morning because it, I'm, I'm not going to put out lines that have potential to change. And then that puts you guys in a bad position. It puts me in a bad position or you guys are mad at me or, or something like that. So it's got to be Sunday, you know, and that's why I do this Wednesday night and, and so on. And uh, yeah, thank you again, guys. It is really exciting to be back talking about some NFL football. I know you guys are excited as well. And again, thank you very much for being a member of Detroit Sports Betters. I am Matt Kowalas, and I am out. Good luck in week two, y'all. Have a good one.